Well, welcome back. If you've just joined us, you are listening to the Early Morning Sunday Show. Now, as the year winds down, many of us feel drained and it's a strategic time, you know, to cultivate practices, ensuring sustained energy and performance for the coming year. Peter Krill, General Manager at the Independent Institute of Education, will shed light on the often overlooked in-office self-care practices that can significantly impact on our well-being as well as our career success. And he joins us this morning. Peter, good morning. Welcome to Radio Islam International once again. Good morning and good morning to your listeners. So, Peter, you are emphasizing the importance of in-office practices for self-care. Can you elaborate on why these practices are crucial for maintaining well-being, especially now as we approach the new year? Yeah, well, uh, aspects like healthy eating, exercising, getting enough sleep gets a lot of attention. Uh, But... Quite often what happens, the minute you walk into the workplace, your office or wherever you work, those healthy habits go out the window and you deal with your stresses and things at work. Um, So what I'm suggesting is that people must start introducing practices at work that can support their healthy lifestyle, be it exercise or sleep. Um, Because if you don't do that, the stress levels at work is going to influence you to the point where you almost, in extreme instances, for example, become almost dysfunctional. You know, you're out of the loop and you don't understand what's happening. Um, And for that reason, I say, well, people should have in-office practices. Now, one of them is effective time management. Um, Having a to-do list, you know, procrastination is your worst enemy. And eventually, if you have so much on your to-do list, you're going to be completely overwhelmed. So have your to-do list, prioritize it, and work according to it. That's, of course, number one. The other aspects, and I'm going to only highlight two and because I don't want to talk too much, continuous learning and self-development is equally important. You know, if you're out of the loop as to what's happening in your industry, regardless of what industry you're in, you're going to become out of the loop. You're going to get stressed. You're going to feel, well, I'm not on top of things. So read, attend short courses, attend a seminar, get a mentor, all of those things that will help you stay up to date with what's happening in your industry will help you. The other thing It's reflection and goal setting. You know, now and again, you have to sit back. And I'm not suggesting take a week off. I'm suggesting take a couple of minutes at your desk and say, where am I? What have I achieved? And where am I going? What is my next goal? Uh, There's nothing better than if you can, if you set yourself a goal, a small one, big one, doesn't matter. And you can tick it off and say, I've achieved that goal. You know, that mental um energy that that provides to an individual is absolutely priceless. Uh, So those are the two that I'm going to highlight now and then I'm handing back to you. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Now you mentioned time management um, and this is highlighted as a key self-care habit. How do you prioritize tasking, setting boundaries, delegating, um, you know, to contribute to preventing burnout as well as maintaining a healthy work-life balance? Because many people find that so difficult to do, including myself. Yeah, well, you use the word setting boundaries. You know, the, the 
that's another key aspect is not only setting boundaries between your personal life and your work life, but also in office boundaries. Know when to say no. Know when to to acknowledge that a certain task is really not a priority at this stage and that something else is more important. So acknowledging is not a hard line that you can say, well, this is the recipe. But if you consciously think about things like, is this important right now or is it not important right now, then you can concentrate on those things that are important. So you have your to-do list. If it's not managed, if it's not prioritized, that to-do list will just grow to the point where you actually can't function against it. You can't deliver. And that is going to lead to not only self-disappointment, but huge stress levels. So the boundaries is about when to say no, when to say, you know what, this task is not within my domain. It's not what I can do. Uh, so I also acknowledge when, when you're not the right person to do the job and speak up, you know? Yes, absolutely. Now, lifelong learning and professional development is something that else that you mentioned as vital for success. How does continuing learning contribute to self-care. Um, you mentioned some of that. And can you give us maybe strategies that individuals could employ to stay updated in a rapidly changing work environment? I mean, we hear today, we come back tomorrow to work and things have changed. I mean, anybody who, you know, works, especially in the tech industry or is constantly using um, social media, tech platforms will realize this. Well, I'm going to give you a practical example in, in, my, in my discipline. You know, during the pandemic or as a result of the pandemic, our world has changed. Things change every day. The workplace, doesn't matter your your discipline or your industry, it looks different today. Now, one thing in education, for example, and this is merely an example, is that the use of technology, online learning, online platforms have advanced since 2020 probably more than what had advanced over the last 20 years before that. And if I don't keep myself up to date, what is happening in the world, where are universities and other higher education institutions moving to, uh, what are the platforms that are most uh, used, or where are the loopholes, where are the, the pitfalls, if I don't keep up to date with that in my daily job, I'm going to become obsolete. I'm going to become out of the loop. I'm not going to know what's happening. My company is going to start, uh, I don't want to say fold because it's not necessarily up to one person to fold a company, but you're going to fall behind. Uh, and that, when I walk into the office and I feel I'm not in the loop, I don't know what's happening, is going to add huge stress levels to me. Now, that's an, a personal example. Other people may have different examples, but it's about being in the loop. What is happening? Mm. Yeah, that's very true. Keeping in the loop and also upskilling yourself because like I said, you know, with things changing, you have to keep abreast and you've just said that as well. So it's important that lifelong learning and development, um, you know, we keep abreast in order for us to be successful and for businesses to be successful as well. Now, taking regular mental and physical breaks is also emphasized in your, um, you know, um, op-ed. So, how can short breaks during the work day positively impact mental health as well as overall pro productivity? And do you have specific recommendations for effective break activities? Well, what 
it's uh, the res- recipe is not a one size fits all. So what works for one person doesn't necessarily work for another. But what is important is that every individual must consciously take these mental and physical breaks. You must plan once in an hour, I'm taking three minutes or five minutes. I'm not suggesting go out to walk in the garden, but you must consciously plan these breaks. You know what? For the next five minutes, I'm sitting at my desk. I'm not moving anywhere, but I'm not reading mails. I'm not working. I'm just listening to music in my head, if you like, or visualizing flowers or whatever the case may be. So deliberate breaks is the the key. Um, Otherwise, you just carry on and on and on and on and you feel you're not uh, uh, getting ahead and all of those things. So there's not, like I said already, a one-size-fits-all recipe, but it's about deliberate breaks. Mm. Now, stress management is a common challenge for many people beyond well-known techniques techniques like deep breathing, what lesser known strategies can individuals employ for effective stress management in the workplace? That's really probably the most difficult question to answer because again, what works for one person doesn't work for another. Some form Uh of meditation works really well for some people, you know, and it can be a three minute break and you can couple that with your regular mental and physical breaks where you absolutely switch off. that's one example. Uh, deep breathing is sounds superficial, but you know what? If you deliberately de- breathe deeply, the oxygen goes through your body and it does help. Even if you, I mean, you're not going to see a difference straight away, but yes. it does help. So my recommendation in stress management techniques is go into the internet, find some techniques and see what works for you. But again, it needs to be a deliberate action. It doesn't happen automatically. Mm. I think we forget about breathing, um, Peter, because, um, you know, we yawn. There's a reason why we yawn. It's when the body doesn't have enough oxygen and it's the body's way of saying, you know what, take a very deep breath right now. Um, and I think that that's a reminder for us because sometimes you can be working and you suddenly feel this tiredness. And yet when you wake up, take a walk, like you said, um, do something else, maybe even just walk down the passage to fetch a print from the printer or, you know, say hello to a colleague or make yourself a cup of coffee or whatever it may be. It is quite rejuvenating, um, especially when days are long and the work is tiresome. Absolutely. And you talk about yawning. I'm no medical expert, so I don't want to profess that I am. But by the time you start yawning, it's almost too late. You know what I mean? So you want to prevent that from happening by deliberately breathing deeply uh, and getting that oxygen into your body. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for your time and for giving us some of those tips and also making us aware of how important it is to for our physical and mental health whilst we're still at work. Some of us de- definitely will be working throughout the holiday season, but we wish you all the best during the festive season and stay safe and um, enjoy. Thank you very much and the same to you and your listeners. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye. And that was Peter Krill, uh, General Manager at the Independent Institute of Education, talking to us about in-office well-being, how to take care of our physical and mental health whilst we are at work. Many times, you know, we get so busy, we get so caught up in the work that we forget to look after ourselves. And it's important to do that.